Let's bring in Bob Aicino. He's joining us this morning from Path Trading Partners. Bob, your thoughts on this number? It looks like uh, tight labor conditions mean ultimately people are continuing to spend. Yeah, it definitely looks like that, Ben. Good morning. I think what you're seeing here is a little bit of the pull forward. We've seen quite a few early Black Friday sales. So Black Friday, Black Thursday, Cyber Monday. I don't know, I get confused <laughs> with all that stuff. But we've seen a lot of early ones. And that's been a trend over, say, the last five years or so, where Black Friday isn't necessarily Black Friday. Last year, you remember Target, Walmart, they all started it way early with uh, Amazon having done that as well, even after having their Prime Day. But one of the interesting things about these early Black Friday sales is the data is coming in a little bit lighter than the last few years early Black Friday sales. So that might hmm. imply that holiday sales are not necessarily going to be as robust as retailers hope. We saw obviously really strong sales out of Walmart, and then we saw Target kind of uh, not do well. I was gonna use a cuss word, Ben, but I'm not gonna do that. Um, they didn't do that well. And I think all of that with inflation built in is a pretty, ne pretty big negative. Now, if you look at this October number with retail sales doing better, I kind of have to go back when I have the time later today and see how much of this lined up with September prices mm -hmm. and how much lined up with the lower CPI and PC. Well, we didn't see a lower PC yet, but lower CPI data that we saw for October because this looks like the retail sales numbers are a little bit more about foot traffic, uh, if I could use that, considering Amazon doesn't get any foot traffic, and less about what happened to Home Depot where they had big numbers but they had less foot traffic, meaning mm. it's just an inflation reflected piece of data. Well, but that's also what I was gonna ask. I mean, this is a reflection of uh, uh, some of the inflationary pressures we're seeing, right? I mean, that's what's behind some of the increases here. Yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, we're, this is not an inflation adjusted number. We know that. So if prices are higher, sales are going to be higher. Mm -hmm. But remember, October was a little, it grew less than expected. And that's the part of the inflation conversation that I continue to stress to people because I think it's lost on people. After that last CPI data came out, I got calls from friends and clients alike who said, see, prices are falling. And they're not. They're rising at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. And it's still a historically fast pace, especially when you compare it to the last decade or so. So yes, some of this is definitely the higher prices we saw. And again, people need to understand prices have not gone down. Now, you look at food prices, for example, they're actually flat November to October so far. Uh, that data is not out yet, but we talked to some, some retail food analysts and some ag guys. Prices in the grocery stores are actually flat from last month, but it's still up from last year. So that's the weird part about it is prices are not necessarily increasing more than they were in the past, but they're staying at an elevated level. And the food prices I'm referring to is a year over year level. So I should correct myself. They're still up versus 13, 14 months mm -hmm. ago, but not up versus 12 months ago. As I look at this, uh, import export prices for the month of October actually declined as well. Looks like exports on a month over month came in uh, down uh, a little bit less than the decline. They were looking for down 0.4 for both. It came in down 0.3 and the uh, import prices, it looks like came in negative by down 0.2. So possibly some easing uh, on the horizon here. Bob, uh, uh, it does seem like the indices uh, have seen some optimism headed into, well, not only the election uh, tied to China, there's been uh, a nice rally here as we head into the holidays. You expect this to continue? I do. I said at the end of September that I thought the fourth quarter was going to be higher versus the third quarter. I think the I'm long S&P and I'm long crude oil. Those are my two positions and that's all I have on now. So that leaves us at about 75, 80 percent cash. 
So from that perspective, I'm going to stick with both of those calls for the fourth quarter. Um, referencing crude oil, I think we get to $65 before we get to $105. Mm-hmm. But my target on this trade is 96.40. So it's still within the longer term call. I feel the same way about equities. We've seen mixed retail performance. One of the things I want to point out, and I didn't get a chance uh, to look at TJX, TJ Maxx, um, but Target was bad. Home Depot was relatively bad, especially their guidance, but Walmart was good. That's the lower end and the lower middle class end going to the discount store. That's what it is. And that's an implication of inflation pressures on the consumer that are likely to continue. You tie in that data that we saw that showed that the early Black Friday sales are on the lower end of what they normally are when there's an early Black Friday sales. And I think the rally can extend it in the fourth quarter. But I still believe Q1, Q2, I'm not calling timing here, but either Q1 or Q2 or both are likely to be bad for the economy and subsequently bad for the equity markets. Bob, I saw a uh, large draw from the API reports yesterday on the close. If the EIA supports, if they uh, uh, confirm that today, it looks like it's going to be the largest draw that we've seen in three months. That would aid that bullish scenario, that bullish call for crude that you uh, just mentioned. Yeah, one of the things I want to point out to people, and I actually did something on Twitter related to this, is is diesel is really my most mm-hmm. uh, important fuel right now. It's within the distillates. Distillates are 17% below the five-year average on inventories for this time of year. So if you see a big draw last year or last week, we had a 900,000 barrel draw on gasoline supplies. Uh, crude oil was a build, but we had a 900 barrel, 900,000 barrel draw on gasoline supplies and gasoline is also well below the five-year average that's where i'm seeing pressures we also saw refinery utilization creep up above 92 percent again so what we're seeing now is the inability to get crude oil refined to what they need right now we don't have pipeline capacity so we have trucks that run diesel trains that run diesel and ships that run a form of diesel all within the distillate category in the eia report that are transporting the fuel that needs to be converted into the fuel they need to move. So there's a very bad situation developing with diesel and it can reflect on the supply chain to where we get another one of these supply chain problems into the inflation picture. So as positive as the inflation picture looks after that CPI and PPI data, and I was also point out, Ben, the PPI was October, CPI was October, so it's sort of the same number. It would have been shocking to see a strong PPI from October with a weak CPI from mm-hmm. October, but it's possible. That's what we saw over the last decade or so when companies had pricing power. They don't have that pricing power anymore. They need to pass it on. So if we see this trend continue with diesel, you're likely to see inflation's Uh, pressures tick up again and going into a potential recession that's a pretty bad scenario overall bob this is one of the divergences we've been watching i'm glad you brought it to our attention again this morning if we could just pull this chart real quick we saw crude recently retest the january levels back down to this 75 76 dollar level but i just want to point out here as i uh pull up not only looking at crude but bring them side by side crude on the left here back down to january levels again but look at the january levels for diesel heating oil was down around 232.40 we only got down to the three dollar level so you can see an interesting divergence there and that feeds into some of those inflationary pressures bob a uh, quick thought in terms of what we've been seeing uh, with gold recently it's been rallying the dollar coming off obviously aiding uh the move we've seen in terms of metals uh less than 30 seconds here in terms of uh, uh the bid we've watched and potential to get up and through 1800 i mentioned earlier in the show geopolitics at play here as well it seems like 
geopolitics and the issues that we saw with Bitcoin and FTX and the loss of faith in crypto, gold's benefiting from that. If I could real quick, Ben, I know we're out of time, but back to your point on heating oil, diesel and heating oil are created in the distillate category at the same time. So as we go into winter, that also pressures diesel because heating oil is in demand. So if we get a cold January or February, that puts pressure on diesel. But I like gold here. I like it for the next two to three quarters unless something changes for the reasons you stated, geopolitics, potentially a weaker dollar and lower yields. And then on top of it, I think the physical is in short supply. Gold of higher today looks like five in a row to the upside here and down only one in the last eight, it looks like. So uh, a solid run to say the least here, still holding below that August hype around that 1825, 1830 level. But we'll continue to watch this, especially if the dollar takes out that August low. Bob, appreciate you joining us here and sharing your thoughts with us in terms of a reaction to that number as well as a look at commodities. Bob Iacino is the founder, chief strategist of Path Trading Partners.